We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com to start winning. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to Brick and Buzz. I'm Nick Faye. With me, regular guest on the show, Will Jackson. Will, sadly, Nets fall in Houston, 104-114. How are we feeling, Will? I don't feel great, Nick. Um, that was a very rough game to watch for the last couple hours. Very lazy, very lethargic on the Nets part. I get that we're coming off the back-to-back, and there's no Kevin Durant, and there's no Marcus Aldridge, but against a Rockets team that's young, that's inexperienced, I'd expect a team with James Harden to come out on top, and they did tonight. Yeah, especially the energy early on in this one. The defensive levels were not great. Considering the guys who played were all supposed to be quote-unquote defensive-minded players, we'll jump to that and plenty more, but you can always check the buzz on all streaming platforms. I guess, Will, you mentioned it. No KD, no LaMarcus Aldridge. We're kind of anticipating people stepping up, and obviously James Harden's return to Houston with fans. Expectations for this game probably weren't necessarily a blowout, but it was supposed to be a Nets win. It was, and I think the thing with James Harden, if we're going to start with him, is, uh, I mean, he just felt at times for most of the game he was just lazy with the basketball. I mean, it's something that we've been talking about all season with him is, you know, his shooting numbers, I, I, I'm pretty confident that at some point he'll get that going. But when it comes to, you know, he had eight turnovers tonight, eight of the 13 that the Nets had. And, I mean, there was one that just really stood out late in the fourth quarter where, he was just kind of trying to wait to pick up the ball. And then Garrison Matthews came for the steal. And it's just like, what are we doing here, guy? Like, it, it just, you know, it, with him, it feels like both sides of the ball. He's just getting pretty lazy. And, and in a game that should be an easy win, and I get that the Rockets are on, you know, a little bit of a win streak themselves. And they have talented players. And I'm excited to see what they can do in the future. But for now, with team with James Harden, this is a game that we expected to win. And James Harden's energy level just, you know, kind of set the tone for the rest of the team tonight as a leader. And it just didn't didn't pan out for the Nets tonight. 
Yeah, I mean, you expected more energy, more pop from James Harden. You know, obviously emotional coming back, had the tribute video. But like you mentioned, those eight turnovers, the one at the end with Garrison Matthews is just unacceptable. Like, there's no excuse for that. Like, you're rolling the ball up in that situation. The defender is just too close. You have to pick the ball up and just kind of push the pace a little bit more. And then I feel like in the fourth a little bit, too, he was settling for step back threes and just not necessarily getting to the rim, getting those good shots and it's tough too, and I'm going to defend Harden in just a little bit in the sense of like there's no spacing with a lot of these lineups. He's getting double teams. He's getting a lot of attention, but at the same time, those turnovers are rough. There are situations where he's just throwing the ball across the court. It's getting picked off. It's turning into two points for the other team, and obviously his workload is extremely heavy. In hindsight, it would have been great to be able to rest him tonight, but that wasn't going to be the case with his return to Houston. You just expect more from him, especially in such an emotional game, but also, he hasn't really played great on a lot of second night of back-to-backs. Yeah, and just to go back to the spacing for a second with James Harden, it's a very thin line where, like we said, this is a game that we're expecting to win. But when around him are DeAndre Bembry, James Johnson, Nick Claxton, and Bruce Brown, and at times Cam Thomas and David Duke Jr., it's just, you know, when you're expecting to have Kevin Durant and Joe Harris and the Marcus Aldridge around you, it really makes the game difficult for him. Again, not defending it, um, the lazy effort that he had tonight, but it's really a game that, you know, you'd expect James Harden to at least get some more of those looks that we've been talking about this season where, you know, we kind of want him to get a little more aggressive when it comes to driving. We want him to get more aggressive when it comes to maybe not settling for the step back three, but instead go for a mid-range shot when you have the space to take it. But instead, like you said, he kind of just passes it across the court. He kind of just is looking for these guys who, granted, um, at times they can make a shot, but they're not someone to the level of Joe Harris or Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough situation, and obviously Harden's not playing to the level we expect him to play, but also the tools he's working with. Like you mentioned, there was multiple lineups out there that had maybe one good three-point shooter, and Patty Mills not having his best night either, three of nine from three. So it's just like James Harden's the type of player that excels when the floor is open and he can have those one-on-one situations and getting to the rim with some type of advantage. And he did get to the free-throw line tonight, so credit him for that, 14 of 16 from the line and finished with 25 points, but was 4 of 16 from the field, 3 of 12 from three, did have 11 rebounds and 8 assists, but you just need. there was just moments in this game where just Harden didn't seem fully focused, and there's just been a, too many of those moments this far this season, and obviously coming back from the injury, having some confidence issues, whatever it is, he's just not himself, and it's, it's tough for the Nets because they're really depending on him to be that guy, especially with the absence of Kyrie Irving and KD sitting tonight and Joe Harris being out. Yeah, and you know we talk about the stats for James Harden almost every night with the rebounds and the assists, but it's kind of... You know, on a night like tonight is where we really were counting on him to step up in the scoring, which is something that he hasn't been able to do all season long. So it, it's just it's I'm not going to say that I'm concerned about it yet because there's still a long way to go this season. There's still, you know, like we said, a lot of players resting tonight, but it's still something where, you know, on a night like tonight, like you said, the return to Houston, it's somewhere where you probably would have expected a player like James Harden and, you know, how much passion that we know that he has for the game to step up and he just really really let us down tonight yeah and obviously you know i think there's other components to kind of keep an eye on like you mentioned will you know maybe not super concerned yet but i think the nets also need to make sure they're doing a better job of making his life easier and obviously there's limited options with this roster and i think that means sean marks is likely going to have to make a move and you know that's been discussed a lot on nets twitter on the buzz whatever it is need more spacing need more two-way players and tonight they just really didn't have those guys and it's hard to say that many players played well tonight. I guess the bright spot would be somebody like David Duke Jr. 
um, right. his rookie debut, nine points, four of nine from the field, one of four from three, uh, three rebounds, one assist, had some nice cuts in this game, played great defense, good energy. What do you think of David Duke tonight? I mean, credit to him for, you know, this being his NBA de- debut and being able to close out the game. I mean, um, obviously the Nets didn't win, but earning Steve Nash trust just that early on when you're, you know, playing over someone like Nick Claxton already is is kind of impressive that he's, you know, earned the coaching staff's trust to just be out there with James Harden. Um, some of his threes were ugly tonight, but, yeah. you know, he also had a couple of really nice dunks. He had, he made a couple, he made uh, one three tonight, right? Yeah. Yep. Three First tonight, three but... of the night was good. It looked like he was probably going to have success. And then the next three, I believe, right. were two next two were air balls. And then the, th- the fourth one was just eh. Yeah, but credit to Steve Nash for at least giving him a shot tonight. Um, you know, Kessler Edwards is someone that I probably would have liked to see tonight, even though he's with the G League team. But um, just credit to David Duke Jr. for, you know, a pretty solid NBA debut. Yeah, and he did a lot of things in which we saw in Summer League. You know, it was a lot of the role player type stuff. Obviously, the defensive tenacity was great. He was one of the reasons that uh, Eric Gordon got ejected in this game because he was really locking him up and brought just a lot of physicality and just constantly just in his face. And also the baseline cuts were really good. You know, that led to a lot of dunks, understanding the spacing on the floor, you know, activity on the boards. I like what he can do. Obviously, he's on a two-way contract. I wouldn't mind seeing him again. That three-point shot being so inconsistent pretty, pretty much sucks. Like, if he could shoot that at a decent rate, there would be a viable option and possibly get him minutes on this roster. But if he's not providing the three-point shot, it's hard for him to really get minutes over, you know, someone who's more proven in a DeAndre Bembry or, you know, a Bruce Brown. But obviously, those guys didn't play well tonight, so it made sense to play him. But moving forward, I think that three-point shot is going to be crucial for his career because he has the potential to truly be a good 3-and-D player. Yeah, no, he's very raw. And tonight was a great chance for him to at least get some NBA minutes under his um, – under his wing because he's been in the G League the entire season. And this, like we said, is his first NBA game. So, like I said, he's very raw, a lot to work on. But, um, you know, for what I saw, I'm not mad at what I saw. A lot of, like you said, what we saw in Summer League and a lot of, you know, what earned him a roster spot is that potential that we see and what he can potentially become. Yeah, and you love the energy too. Also, another guy who got you know some minutes tonight that we haven't seen in a couple games was Blake Griffin, and I thought he was actually pretty solid in this one. Seven points, three or four from the field, three rebounds. Was able to bring a little bit of energy. Obviously, Blake has his limitations, but it was nice to see him out there and be a little bit successful. Yeah, credit to Steve Nash for going to him. Um, you know, this is someone that we haven't seen in uh, I think it was six games in a row now. Yep. Um, but Blake looked better than how he looked in the first uh, whatever, how many games it was to start the season. He had a lot more energy tonight. He only played in 13 minutes. But I, I'd say among all the players that he played, he showed some of the most energy. And, you know, he was part of that run kind of late in the second quarter when the Nets started to cut it back a little bit more when they were down early in the in the first half and then cut it down a little bit. And then Steve Nash didn't go to him again in the second half. But um, just I, I just really like that, you know, Moving forward with the energy that Blake Griffin showed, hopefully Steve Nash has a little bit more confidence to go to him later. Yeah, and I think also Blake's playing in smaller stints helps just given, mm-hmm. you know, his body, his where he's at in this point in his career. And also I like the fact that you we saw a little activity inside from him. You know, obviously three-point shot was rough the first 17 games of the season, didn't attempt one tonight. All of his scoring was done inside. And I think that's what you like to see from Blake. You know, he still can finish a little bit, especially when he goes up strong and has the mismatch. Obviously, he's not going to finish over elite rim protectors or anything like that. But if you get him matched up on a smaller player, he should be able to put the ball in the basket. 
Right, and that's kind of what we need from him. I mean, obviously, it'd be a ma- a major plus if he's able to hit down the three. But um, a lot of times last year where he was most successful was when he was playing with Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. So, you know, considering the spacing on this team, I'm not mad at what we saw tonight. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, obviously we'll see what Blake does in terms of minutes moving forward. But I guess moving over to another guy, Nick Claxton, eight points, three of six on the field, two of three from the free throw line, four rebounds, one block. Mixed bag from Claxton because I think there were some good moments in this game. But overall, I wouldn't say it was uh, a positive performance. Yeah, I mean, after last night, I was really looking forward to what Clax could do starting for the first time this season. Um, I thought that tonight was really one of those opportunities that he had to kind of show what he could do with James Harden because what we expect from him or what we hope for him to become is that lob threat that James Harden has relied on in his career. And he showed that a couple times tonight. James Harden hit him for, I think, a couple lobs tonight. Um, But it's just inconsistency. And that's kind of been the thing with him his whole career is that there were times where he was getting lost on defense, on offense at times. And unless he's being a lob threat, he's often a negative. So I think that, you know, he comes with ups, but he also came with a lot of downs. And I think, you know, he had a big opportunity to show out tonight. He just didn't. Yeah, and I think uh, the Rockets did a good job of kind of eliminating him from the game. You know, they were doubling Harden on a lot of those pick and rolls. Then you had Claxton on the short roll, and he made some bad decisions or tried to attack and just didn't do it in an efficient way. And that either led to, you know, a missed shot or just, you know, an opportunity for the Rockets to get the ball. So Clax obviously still kind of coming back from mono, getting himself back in shape. I definitely think he needs to add some more size to himself as the season progresses. But we're hoping he can, you know, continue to push forward and be closer to what we saw against the Mavericks rather than what we saw tonight. Absolutely. Moving over to Patty Mills, 12 points, 3 of 11 from the field, 3 of 9 from 3, 3 of 4 from the free throw line, 1 rebound, 1 assist, 1 block. Not the best Patty game either. You know, he just his shot was a little bit off, wasn't necessarily having a ton of impact plays in the court, was able to knock down a few threes, but what would you think of Patty overall? 
Um, you know, there was uh, that time in the first quarter where he knocked down, I think, two threes in a row. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to be Patty night. That's how we're going to win this game. He's going to be our Joe Harris tonight. And then all of a sudden, he just he just lost it. And I'm not mad at him. Um, you know, there's nothing that I was really disappointed about in his performance tonight. I think he was relied upon a little bit too much for what his role is on this team. He's kind of relied on right now to be that, you know, primary scoring option when there's no Kevin Dur- or not primary scoring option, but primary shooter off of James Harden when there's no Kevin Durant or there's no Joe Harris. So I think, you know, for what his expectations are, I'm not like terribly mad at three of nine from three, but against, again, like a, against a team like the Rockets, I just would expect more from everybody tonight. So he's not someone that I'm going to single out tonight, but overall just not like the best performance. Yeah, I mean, he's a streaky player. He's not necessarily going to be, you know, consistent. He's going to have these really hot games. He's going to have some of these cold games. I think just some of the stuff where he's predetermined before he catches the ball on what he's going to do, that's what kind of drives me nuts on some of those mid-range attempts or whatever it might be, even on some of the three attempts where it's just like, you know, react to the play rather than deciding you're going to shoot the ball when you catch it. But overall, you know, this would have been a great game for him to pop off. They kind of needed him to pop off with the other guys being out. It is what it is, like you said. It's not like you're expecting Patty Mills to step up and be, you know, a 25 point score. He's a role player for that reason. You know what I mean? He fills in a role. He, and he had a little bit of an off night, but I guess moving on to James Johnson, another role player, four points, two or six on the field. Oh, one from three, four rebounds, four assists, one turnover. Another guy who just didn't really have a great night either. Well, I mean, I feel like we're about to say that for everybody on the yeah, roster. Yeah, pretty but... much the rest of the roster. We gave David Duke <laughs> yeah. and Blake Griffin are the only guys that I would say were probably plus. Cam had some was probably close to a plus, too. But back to James Johnson, because we're talking about him. Um, like like I said for Patty Mills, uh, he's a role player, and I'm not mad at what I saw from him tonight. But And he's someone that I probably would have liked to see. If the Nets were really going for this one, he's probably someone that I would have wanted to see instead of David Dues Jr. while we were closing this one out, either him or Bembry. But um, again, like I said, I'm not mad. I just, he's a role player that, you know, against a team like the Rockets, a young inexperienced team, he's someone that, you know, you kind of want to kick up the energy a little bit. And like everyone else on the roster just didn't bring it tonight. Yeah, and yeah, I think some of his limitations were exposed. Obviously, driving to the rim, Christian Wood had a disgusting block on him. Uh, he had multiple blocks on him, honestly. And I yep. think, you know, Johnson's not at that point in his career. He's not in his prime or anything like that. He can take advantage when there's a little bit more space on the floor, just more options. And tonight, it just felt like the Rockets really just didn't fear many of the Nets players. You know, it was just kind of like, all right, we're going to eliminate James Harden. Somebody else is going to have to beat us. And with this roster right now and the guys sitting out, there just wasn't really that guy to step up. But with the energy that we brought tonight, what is there to fear? I mean, I yeah. feel like a lot of teams would have felt really confident with, you know, seeing James Harden just, you know, lazily toss a pass across the court that can easily be intercepted or just watch a ball kind of roll by his feet and picked up by Garrison Matthews. I mean, just just overall an unacceptable energy level from the Nets tonight. I get that it's on the back-to-back on the road, but against, again, like I keep saying, against a team like the Rockets, a team that you're really supposed to kick in the ball, it just brought nothing tonight. Yeah, I mean, even just the first half, giving up 67 points is just something you can't do, especially against a young team. They're feeling themselves. They were on a six-game winning streak, now seven-game winning streak. You're allowing them to get momentum, feel confident. A lot of that was Eric Gordon getting hot, but still, this is a game where you want to take the lead early and kind of set the tone and send the message. But the Rockets really controlled this game throughout, and credit to them for playing hard and playing well. But I guess moving on to some other guys. Oh, go ahead, Will. And speaking of Eric Gordon for a second, when he got tossed in the fourth quarter and the Nets were only down by four, it, it, that's kind of where you felt like, okay, 
the Nets are really going to kick this into second gear. It's kind of going to be like last night where we just, you know, at the end, we put in 100% and we get back into it. And, you know, Eric Gordon getting tossed is kind of like, all right, this Nets team, they just lost their best player tonight. Let's go get it. But then James Harden just kind of gave up, it felt like. Yeah, there just wasn't good energy. I think Harden, I want to say, took a contested step back three after that, almost with two players on him. And it's just like you needed to get a bucket there, get it to two, kind of really make the Rockets shaking. Like you mentioned, just overall just didn't have that intensity. I guess moving on, though, to Paul Millsap, who is one of the guys who was in this game late. 5-11, from three, uh, six rebounds, three assists, one steal, ten points, one turnover. You know, I thought Millsap had some good moments in this game, but I think we continue to see the limitations he has at his current age. I mean, first off, he had that nasty dunk late in the yeah. second quarter. But um, other than that, I mean, I have not been mad at all with the Paul Millsap minutes I've seen this season and even tonight where I had very low expectations for him coming into the season based off what I heard from Nuggets fans. But he's kind of impressed me with the limited minutes that he's had this season as, you know, kind of that small ball five. I mean, there's just things that, you know, we saw him do in his prime in Atlanta that he can't do anymore. Um, and he's kind of slow on defense. He kind of gets lost sometimes. And on offense, he's not really the three-point threat that he used to be. But um, overall, as an inside kind of defender and, you know, kind of his mid-range game, I didn't think that it was, you know, an awful game for him tonight. Yeah, I think he showed some success in that fourth quarter where Harden was getting doubled. He was running the short roll, either kind of converting to a layup, hitting David Duke on, you know, a dunk attempt or making the right pass. So I think... Millsap is good when he's playing off of others rather than when he's trying to create for himself. I think we saw a post up in the the first half of this game that went kind of ugly. It's just like Millsap just doesn't have the size in certain matchups like Christian Wood just being so much taller than him provides a little bit of a problem. But he does try to, you know, win those matchups with some of his veteran savvy. But overall, I'm not sure, you know what's the best way to play him if you don't necessarily have another rim protector on the floor, especially for a team like Houston that was constantly attacking the paint, just felt like everybody was kind of getting beat off the dribble. So that's where it just is tough to sometimes play that small ball five. And going forward, it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of just balance him and Aldridge together, because I don't know how comfortable I am, especially going up against, you know, the top tier Eastern Conference teams that have guys like Joel Embiid, Giannis, Bam Adebayo inside. I don't know how confident I am with that as our as our front court. So we're going to see, it's going to be interesting how they balance those two with Claxton going forward. Yeah, it, definitely. And I, I'm intrigued to see possibly some Claxton and Millsap minutes or, you know, some more James Johnson and Claxton minutes with better spacing. I think it's very tough when you have two non-spacers on the floor. And when you have three, it makes it almost impossible. And tonight, that was the case with the starting lineup. But going to another guy who has a potential to be a spacer, didn't have a great night from three, but did score some buckets. And that was Cam Thomas, 18 points, 7 of 15 from the field, 1 of 5 from three, 3 of 3 from the free throw line, and two rebounds and one steal. Solid scoring performance from Cam. We saw him do it in a, a couple different ways. Obviously, missed four threes on the night, a lot of wide open looks, something that the Nets are hoping that he can kind of get better at. Cam is so frustrating to watch sometimes because <laughs> he hits these really insane, tough mid-range shots that you're like, you just passed up a wide open three, and, and then you just go inside and you take the contested shot instead, and he makes it, and it's kind of like, what the hell is going on? Like, yep. this guy's an insane scorer. But then you see other times where he gets, like, these wide open looks from three, like you mentioned. He had a couple of them tonight, and he just completely bricks them. And it's like, okay, that's a shot that, you know, we'd expect you to make. And I know that he's, you know, in the NBA, he struggled from three so far. And it's somewhere where, you know, if there's one place that we want him to improve so far, it's that, um, especially if he's going to be a role player on this team moving forward. 
But kind of as that microwave scorer that he was tonight with going inside, I I thought that he was actually pretty impressive with a lot of the shots that he took tonight. Yeah, I like the rim pressure he provides the offense, especially when he's getting downhill and gets to the rim. And obviously the ability to hit tough shots is a skill, and it's something this team needs, especially when there's no offense. Like, I wanted to see him probably get more touches when James Harden wasn't on the floor, just especially with the different options out there, just kind of let Cam cook. Like, there, there was... Yeah. Especially if he's playing 32 minutes against a team like the Rockets, where, you know, I keep saying that, I keep saying it tonight, but the Rockets are one of those teams where, you know, it's kind of like you want to get these types of players to get those runs in. And Cam Thomas, I'd like to see more than 15 shots from him tonight. I'd like to see more than five shots from three tonight. Um, and, and when he had the ball in his hands, I wasn't mad at what he was doing. I just think that he has a potential to do so much more. And, and we've seen it in the G League and we saw it at LSU, but, you know, at the NBA level, I, I get that it's hard and, you know, you have to remember that he's still a rookie and he has, you know, all the potential in the world to become an elite scorer, but you know, patience and, and tonight would have been a great opportunity for him to get into that. Yeah. And not to say that it wasn't a good night and it wasn't progression because 18 points is his NBA career high. And he just looked good in doing a lot of things out there. And I think it'll open up possibly some other options for Steve Nash and allow him to get some more confidence. And then, you know, hopefully he doesn't get as many minutes with Javon Carter, who just essentially right. tried to take possessions away from him, including two end of the quarters where he was just wanted to ISO instead of Cam Thomas. And it's just like, I, I really don't know. And I, I don't like to, you know, talk bad about players, but Javon Carter has no reason to be in the rotation. He's not doing anything well on the floor and he's been a negative for the most part in almost every situation. It's just time to eliminate those minutes. Yeah, no, he's um he's been a negative this season in more ways than one. Um and he was someone who I was really excited to see when we got him from Phoenix. Um and in the preseason he definitely showed a little bit, but ever since then, ever since you know the real rotation had started, he's kind of just been been completely negative in every aspect. And he's someone that we, you know, expected to be, you know, a pretty good perimeter defender. He hasn't even shown that that much in Brooklyn. He's just, you know, he kind of feels like he's lazy sometimes. And and it feels like I don't, I don't really know what's going on with him. He's someone who is a career pretty good three-point shooter. And just in Brooklyn, it's kind of just gone downhill. Yeah, his offensive impact is pretty, pretty bad right now. It's not anything because like you said, he's not knocking down threes. He can't attack the rim. They're, He's not an efficient mid-range shooter. His handling isn't great. His playmaking isn't there. So essentially, he's on this roster to be a 3 and D guard. And right now, he's not giving him the 3. The D obviously has been there for the most part. But still, it's not like he's you know creating these impact pay- plays that are turning into transition buckets or anything like that. So Javon Carter, I don't really see the point in playing him moving forward. Obviously, tonight you're shorthanded, so your options are limited. And they don't necessarily have a ton of ball handlers on this team. But I think when the team does get healthy, Cam Thomas should be sucking up those minutes, even potentially David Duke getting some of those and just some of the other guys in this team that provide an impact. Obviously, some guys have limitations, including DeAndre Bembry and Bruce Brown, who don't have that three-point shot. But they play with energy, and they have more of an impact on the game. Right. And about Cam Thomas, one more thing that I want to bring up before I forget about him is I think the biggest compliment that I can give him tonight is that he looked like he belonged out there Yep. Um, compared to some of these other rookies that have come and gone with Brooklyn, like Zanon Musa and Theo Pinson, where it's like they get their minutes and they get their time to shine and they get their time to show something and they just completely bomb with Cam Thomas. He like he just gives off the energy of like, I belong out here. I know what I'm doing. I can run with the pros. And, you know, we've seen, you know, 32 minutes playing majority with, with a guy like James Harden is pretty impressive to do, 
especially since, you know, he's only had, you know, a few games under his NBA belt. So, again, like I said, just the biggest compliment that I can give him from tonight is that he looked like he belonged out there for all 32 minutes. Yeah, and obviously in the situation and Kyrie doesn't return, which I think is looking more and more likely at this point, Cam Thomas's development is something that's crucial to this team in terms of what he can provide. I think, you know, moving forward when everyone's healthy, he's still going to be coming off the bench type of stuff, but he gives you just another option, another score on this team that has the potential to kind of pop off. So I'm happy he's getting minutes this early in the season. And I expect it to kind of continue and I expect him to kind of grow and understand how to score a little bit better in the NBA. And hopefully that three point shot kind of turns up. And it doesn't help. Uh, doesn't hurt that he has, you know, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving in the wings just to learn from every day. Exactly, exactly. And obviously, that relationship with Katie seems like it's blossoming. But, will anything you wanted to say on Bembry and Bruce Brown? Um, not negatives, not positives tonight. Um, Bruce Brown, he had a couple good energy rebounds where you know that's kind of what we rely on him to be is kind of that guy that you know he doesn't look like he's super big out there, but then he can grab a rebound over anybody. And he had a couple of those tonight, didn't finish them, but. You know, his floater was a little off, and when his floater's on, it adds a lot to this game. And, you know, I think we've talked about it before is that he's someone where we'd like him to see at least take one or two threes a game because the potential's there, and it can't be worse than, you know, what Javon Carter has been doing from three. So I think he's someone where if he can even take one or two a game and hit maybe once every other day, I think that'd even add just a little bit to this team. Yeah, I mean, the team went eight of 33 from three. I mean, he's not – He didn't take one. Exactly. So it's like, well, how much worse could it really be? Obviously, the spacing is is a, a crucial issue right now, especially with KD being out and even LaMarcus being out, who gets a plenty of attention from mid-range and occasionally a pop-out from three. And it's going to continue to be a problem because they're playing so many non-shooters. And I think, you know, obviously Harden's success in Houston came with five out majority of the time. I mean, this is a team we're talking about that traded, you know, their center. And obviously that was because of Westbrook mostly, but still it allowed Harden to operate at a different level. And right now it's hard because Harden's obviously struggling for an array of reasons, but it doesn't help with the lineups that he's getting put on the floor with. Right. And like we said, this is a team that was built and we keep saying this team was built to play with Joe Harris, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. And when it's just a night like tonight where it's just James Harden, it's going to be really difficult because he's passing to career blow average three point shooters. And maybe that's on the Nets coaching system. Maybe that's on Harden to kind of, you know, get more aggressive and do it himself. Maybe that's on, you know, a bunch of different factors. But it, when it's just the offense is like this, it's not going to work. Yeah, and I think even like you said, the roster was constructed to have the likes of Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Joe Harris, and Patty Mills. And in that situation, in most lineups, you're going to have two stars on the floor or you're going to have at least one star on the floor and you're going to have at least one of Joe Harris and one of Patty Mills. And you could even stagger it to the point where you have two stars, one shooter, one star, two shooters. Now all of a sudden your spacing is a lot better. We're talking about a guy like Joe Harris. We're talking about a guy like Kyrie Irving, who's one of the best scorers in the NBA that gets a ton of gravity off ball they're just missing that right now because there's just so many guys that are not threats to score and there's so many guys that just are so limited offensively and they would be in an okay situation if they're playing off some of the greatest players in the NBA but when they're only playing off of James Harden who's you know about 70 to 65 percent of himself right now it's tough you're asking these guys to do more than probably what they can at this point in a lot of their careers right and it doesn't help that James Harden is you know almost on a nightly basis, shooting below 30% from three and below 30% from the field. Yep. It's it's really tough. And obviously, you know, Kevin Durant, 
cleans up a lot of that stuff. He's a giant Band-Aid for a lot of issues on this team. And I think, you know, I'd safely say if he played today, the Nets win. Even if they played poorly for the first three quarters, they get it to within four. KD's just kind of that cheat code. You hit him with the ball in the post. He's going to hit a bucket. If not, he's going to set somebody else up with an easy shot. And he's going to take pressure off of James Harden. But at the end of the day, I think it was the right move to rest those guys. I think in hindsight, I might have rested LaMarcus Aldridge yesterday and rested Kevin Durant today. I think it's crazy to say, but the Nets Nets need LaMarcus Aldridge's scoring, especially when KD's out. No, absolutely. And, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, Kevin Durant, like we I think he played 41 minutes yesterday in the entire second half. So definitely a well-deserved night for him. And I think the Nets definitely missed LaMarcus Aldridge tonight. And I think that even if they had just one of those two, I think it would have been a much different outcome. 100%. Will, any other thoughts on this game? Um, not really. I mean, just credit to Houston. I mean, Garrison Matthews looked like an absolute stud tonight. Maybe he could become something for them. But um, Or a potential physical, trade target for the Nets? I, I saw that floating around Nets Twitter tonight. Anytime someone goes off against us, um, <laughs> it feels like. But um, no, I, I just, I mean, KJ Martin, son of the Nets great Kenny Martin, um, fantastic dunk tonight. Uh, other than that, nothing else to say. Yeah, I mean, Eric Gordon seemed like he wanted the Nets to trade for him at some points in this game. He was, like, yep. playing lights out. And like you mentioned with uh, Garrison Matthews, I think that's a realistic trade target for the Nets if that's someone they really wanted to pursue. His three-point shooting is a little bit inconsistent, but he does play with some good energy and could give the Nets some spacing that they desperately need. And it was kind of almost funny watching this Rockets team to an extent it's because they had a lot of lineups where they were playing small, they had pretty good space, and they had guys knocking down threes. And it's like, that's what the Nets are supposed to have, and they didn't have it, obviously, in this game and some of it is with that roster but will always a pleasure to have you on big thanks everybody for listening check the buzz on all stream platforms everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35 magnesium will help you rediscover balance energy and vitality magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body including those involved in hormonal balance From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.